Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Are we recording again? Okay. Hello, hello. I've been I've been doing uh, stand up now for well for about a month and a half, and I've managed to do five gigs in that time, which is not an awful lot, but it's what I've been able to do. I'm gonna have to step it up pretty soon. First of all, my confidence has grown. That's one thing that I've found from doing these five gigs. The first one, I was nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I had to really kind of get myself up for it. The second gig, I was really nervous about. Third one, fine. Fourth and fifth, they were fine too. So I feel that my confidence as a... Oh, call myself a performer, but uh, I am. I'm performing. I'm doing material that I've written on stage in front of an audience. Therefore, I'm a performer. It's really weird to have taken that jump from just writing, doing the sketches for 4AM Cab and now becoming the actual person that's performing it and doing it live as well. Gosh, it's, it's such a big difference from recording stuff and doing different takes, making sure you get it exactly as you want. It's such a big leap from doing that to rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing and then doing it for real, which, gosh, I've not really been on stage since, well, since I was at school. It's a long time, it's a long time. So yeah, my confidence has grown a lot since uh, my five gigs. Um, and I think that comes from my next point, which is my material. I know my material. There's been a few times where I've uh, I've had a bit of a pause on stage. The very actually, I didn't. I forgot all about this. But the very first gig I did, I'd written it on my hand so that I would not forget anything. I did look at my hand at one point. The second gig, I also tried writing it on my hand, but <laughs> I, my pen wasn't working, so I just had scrawl on my hand. And then from the third gig onwards, I decided that's it not writing on my hand anymore if i mess up then i've got to get myself out of it and uh, and i've done it that's probably coming from confidence as well and practicing my material and knowing what i'm going to say in terms of the actual material the jokes that i'm doing i still don't know what, how you categorize what i say i tend to start off with a couple of like jokes that aren't one-liners but are similar to one-liners generally on a topic of being new and then launch into a sequence which has i don't know it's jokes that are all related to each other so again they're on a theme and i tend to do two of those and i really like that i start at one point and that joke leads into the next one which then leads into the next one through the two sequences and ends i really like that there's some sort of logic to to uh, what i'm saying so that's that's good that aspect is really good but i'm still not sure of the type of stuff i'm doing i started off by doing um what you'd call hack material which is stuff that everyone has done that has been done a million times so stuff about i don't know porn and i've done stuff about um pleasuring yourself and neither of those two things are things i really want to talk about at all but it's been a kind of, it's almost been a means to an end I dropped some stuff uh, from, I did it twice and then I dropped it completely. And people have actually told me that they really like that stuff, the Adam and Eve stuff. Um, I've just done a new new bit, uh, which is based on staying at home watching a box set with your partner or, you know, your flatmate or whatever. And that doesn't feel quite worked out. On paper, it, it works really well. But when I'm performing it, it's not worked as well as I've wanted it to. So I think, I don't know. I, um, the trouble I'm having with that piece is that 
Do the audience find the idea of staying at home, watching a box set of interest? Because these people have come out to a comedy night. So then perhaps not the people that stay home watching a box set. Oh, it's hard. These open mics um, are, are such a mixed bag. Because generally speaking, they're comedians. And this is a big bit. This is a big thing because in writing your material, you've either got to write it for yourself in terms of writing stuff that you find funny and that you can sell, or you've got to work it towards the audience. And the majority of the audience are comedians at the moment. And that's fine. That's, that's brilliant. That's actually really good because you get a lot of feedback from them. I'm getting onto the audience bit and I don't want to get onto that till later, but I can't help it. That's, it's such a big part of what I'm doing. Um, so the sweet spot, I suppose, is finding stuff I find funny, but also that comedians would find funny and also um, real people, real audience. So there's those three points that you've got to try and bring together. And I wonder if I need to do slightly smarter material because I'm, I'm doing stuff that's almost kind of lowest common denominator stuff and that's like I say that's fine because I'm just learning what I'm doing I'm really kind of not sure about what material to do but this is all kind of stuff that you should be thinking about I guess until you've actually been on stage and tried some stuff out you don't know kind of what to do yeah they, they do call the open mic scene like a, a workshop so you can learn to hone your craft. Um, and that's definitely what I'm doing at the moment. Something that I've really got to nail down is my opening joke and my closing joke. Uh, at the moment, my opening joke is, it's not very good. It's not very good at all. I started off my very first set by saying, this is the first time I've ever done this ever. And so I got a cheer and I made a little off-the-cuff remark after that. Hello, hello everyone. Um, hello. This is my first time ever doing this. So. That's a bit premature. Um, yeah, so. That was nice. That was a really good start because everyone was ready to laugh and cheer and get behind me. Um, I've subsequently changed it to um, quite a pretentious joke, which I find humorous, but it's not really laugh-out-loud funny. How you doing? Um, I recently told my best mate that I'd started doing stand-up and he said, oh, you're having a laugh? And I said, not with this material, it's too meta. Um, when I first started and I don't know if it sets the tone for my material, it doesn't at all, it really doesn't. So I need to work on a, a better opening joke and then at the other end of the set, the closing joke. At the moment I've ended every set on the same set piece which is the drinking alone bit which is good and it, it ends because I, I'm shouting out the end of the the, the line uh, the the conclusion to the joke and that's fine sometimes it gets a laugh sometimes it doesn't and I just say thank you very much that's me I'm done and that's it and people then do clap because everyone claps when everyone leaves the stage even if they've been terrible uh, <laughs> so I need to I need to really work on an opening and a closing joke and if I can do that, I think uh, it'll improve my set. No end.
One of the things I've been trying to do a bit more of is actually go to some comedy nights where I'm not performing. Because it's quite easy to just get caught up in your own little performance, your own kind of preparation, and then waiting for your time to be on stage, and then there's a relief. It's quite easy to just focus on yourself. And so I've been to a couple of gigs recently where I've not performed. One was Angel Comedy, pretty much a pro night on a, uh, on a Saturday night, which was great. It was really good. Everyone was doing like 10 minutes, and they were all really, really good. Uh, in fact, one of the guys I saw there, uh, Chris Betts, he, uh, I've seen him before at the open mics. So it, it is kind of a, a progression where people go. They go to the open mics and then they end up going to do a pro gig. So, you know, I know that's how it works, which is good. It's good. It reaffirms what I'm doing. Uh, that was good. That was really good. I also went to another night, which is uh, uh, an open mic night on a Sunday called Big Nose Comedy. And again, I didn't do a set there because I wanted to just relax and enjoy the, the actual show and, and take in what people were doing. I've kind of learned a couple of things that I might try and implement in, in my set, particularly from the pro night. And that is that quite often people will say a little bit about themselves. And I guess that is to try and draw from your kind of your personality and your experiences a little bit. So, you know, you take the most obvious thing, which I guess for me is that I'm northern, I'm from Yorkshire. I've thought about writing some material about that before. So that's one thing I could do. The open mics tend to be a bit strange, really, because everyone's given the same five minutes to do what they want. The varying kind of levels of success and laughs, I suppose, because that's what it's all based on. It's all, everything's measured in laughs, isn't it? It's a democratic process. It definitely is. You kind of start thinking, where do I fit into this? You know, five, five gigs in, I'm still not quite sure where I fit and where it's going to go, actually. You kind of have to set a few ideas of where you're going to go with it. Am I going to try and do this and make money out of it? I guess that is the aim, isn't it? To kind of be able to sustain it. It's quite easy to turn up to these open mics and, you know, just jump on the bill uh, after work or before work in my case sometimes with night shifts it's quite easy to do that and the commitment at the moment is kind of coming from spending the time on it more than more than money and effort to get somewhere if you're going to go out into the middle of nowhere then that's something entirely different although when you do go to the middle of nowhere wherever that is um, you tend to get a better audience in terms of a real audience. I should rephrase that, not better audience, different audience. Because like I've said before, the comedians, they give you the feedback, they do. They, you can kind of know whether things are working from whether a comedian laughs at it. But, on the other hand, a real audience member, they're less kind of concerned of the, the mechanics of how things work and just whether something is funny. And that that has got to be the bottom line. If this is going to be a potential career because god you know five gigs in you don't want to be talking about quitting your job do you but five gigs in you want people to laugh that's what you want it's all about the laughs